And welcome, everybody, to the Things Christians Want to Know podcast. I am Nate. And who are you? I am Paul, Nate. You know that. I do. Yes. I definitely do. Maybe some of the people know that, but perhaps not all of them. Yeah. Why don't you say a little more about yourself, Paul? (laughs) Well, my wife likes me a lot. That's, hey, that's one of the best things you could say. Yes. And my kids, I'd say they like me most of the time. That's pretty good, too. We have our moments, but fewer now that they're adults and realize that, hey, it's not the easiest thing in the world to raise kids. They have opinions. <laughs> it is and true. So, um, but so those opinions I'm very happy, very thankful, of course. We, had a, we uh, are happy with where things are, so... Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah just yesterday, um, in the morning, my daughter was filming something on her iPad for school, and I walked through the screen, and she's like, there's my dad. He's awesome. And I'm like, oh, isn't that nice? And, and not an hour later, I had to confine her to her room for the rest of the night um, due to behavior issues. <laughs> so, yeah, it, there you go. So that's nice. Good for you for being willing to do it. It's, one day she may thank you for that. I think she, I, gosh, I hope so. It's one of the hardest things in my whole life, actually. Yeah. Dis- discipline is not easy. And all three of my kids are different. And so disciplining each one is very different. You've got great kids, though. Man, I, I, I do. I'm really them. fortunate. I'm really fortunate. We should do that. You we should, should interview your kids sometime. Yeah. And I'd like to interview mine as well. I think that would be a really good idea. So stay tuned, folks. At yeah. some point. We've we will, got plans for you. At some point, we will prove that these kids we talk about are real. Yes. Or we will hire actors and pretend. <laughs> whichever is cheaper. Um, so this is not the topic today, but it's good to catch up with you, Paul. Yes, uh, thank you. We, we haven't seen each other uh, for the long <laughs> so, so anything else going on we should talk about while other people are listening? No, I, I like the subject that we're going to talk about. So uh, tell us about it, Paul. What, what are we talking about? We're talking about finishing well, finishing strong. And speaking of which, I used to run a fair amount. And uh, I did run a few marathons. Marathons, as you know, you don't use blocks. Because it's not how you start. It's how you finish if, in fact, you ever finish. Right. And I had thoughts at, at the 20-mile mark, I'm not sure I want to do this. I would much rather be in a jacuzzi right now than running a race. When I came home, my kids were excited, and they would say, did you win? And I would say, yes, I finished. My goal was to finish the race. And I say this because I love what Paul wrote to Timothy. It's easily his most emotional letter, 2 Timothy. Wouldn't you say? I agree. I think he he thought of Timothy very much as a son. And he, he, he writes like a son would write a dad. Sometimes he's surprisingly like, dude, do this. 
you know, and yeah. you're like, who do you think you are, apostle guy? Well, it's not just anybody he's talking to. He's talking to his, you know, his protege. Yes, his son in the faith. He called him his son. Yeah. And he has a, he Timothy. clearly has a lot of a lot of affection for him. He he loved Timothy, and now, in his last days, he knows and says, "I'm about to depart." He called it a departure, and he knows that uh, death is imminent. And so, knowing that, he writes about his finish. And he says some things that are absolutely powerful. And they're well-known words. Uh, his, his, his present situation is not good. He's cold. He's uh, pretty sure he's going to be executed soon. And he's he's right lonely. About, he's right about that. Yeah, he's, been, he's lonely. He's been deserted. And he says some things in chapter four about people who have deserted him, including someone who was apostolic and was commended in two different letters, uh, part of the apostolic band, Demas. Mm -hmm. But then he, it's like he writes his own obituary. Jesus, as you remember, didn't have a funeral. Right. He almost didn't have a burial, and we talked about that. And yeah, just the other week. Recent, yeah, Paul didn't have a funeral, but uh, he knew he was close, and he says these words: "I have fought the good fight." Number one, I have finished the race. Number two, I have kept the faith powerful statements yeah i as you know i like grammar and i uh, majored in english at ucla and the grammar of this is interesting because it's in what's called the perfect tense and the perfect tense as opposed to the aorist tense speaks of a past action that carries into the present. So he says, I have fought the good fight and I'm still fighting. You could say that. I have finished the race, I'm there. And I have kept the faith and I'm still keeping it. I'm still breathing and I'm keeping the faith. And so I wanna pose a question for us maybe just to think about for a moment. Paul finished strong. He really finished strong. My dad finished strong. My dad, uh, I wish you could have known him. Me I'm too. glad I know your dad and your mom and get to know them better every week. Uh, my dad finished well. I asked him shortly before, I'd say a week or so before his death, I said, Dad, do you have any unfinished business? Hmm. And he said, no, I believe I did what I was supposed to do. Wow. That's a good way to finish. Yeah, I'd like to finish that way too. Yeah, I'd like to be able to say, I don't have anything unfinished. I did what I was supposed to do. And we know Jesus said that uh, just before he went to the cross. And then 
John 17, he said, I've glorified your name, having accomplished what you gave me to do. Mm -hmm. So he finished strong. If he had healed a thousand more people and preached another 10,000 brilliant sermons, but did not come what he came to do, he said, What's the point? I, I came not to be served, but to serve. And he came to give his life as a ransom to men, for many. And so had he done everything but that, and he wouldn't have finished well. Yeah. But he finished, he finished well. And Paul finished well. And so here's my so question. Finishing well doesn't just mean racking up statistics, is what you're saying. That's right. It's doing what you were supposed to do. It's not doing more, necessarily. It's doing correctly, following whatever God has told you to do. Yes. Okay. Yes. So there are people in the Bible who didn't finish well. Are there those that come to mind as I say that? The first one that comes to mind for me, and this is a debatable one among scholars, but Jonah. Um, when I look at the end of the book of Jonah, and I know there are different theories on this, but I look at the end and I don't know that it ended well. I think he did what God wanted him to do in preaching to Nineveh under great duress, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but then afterwards, he, he gets super depressed. He sits around and waits for God to annihilate them. He gets a good spot to watch the destruction uh, from the hillside nearby or whatever, and God doesn't do it, and he gets mad and depressed and a worm eats his vine, and I don't, it, and then it ends. It's not it's looking super, good when that it's, ends. It's, it, it, I don't know what happened to Jonah at the end of his life. I'm not saying I know it and others don't. I'm just saying it's a dark ending to the book. Here's why I think he might have done well. He's the author. No one else knew those things that he knew. Like chapter That is two. possible. He could, have, he could have told the story to someone afterwards, but yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, so I, I am thinking he did well. And but if, if he wrote it, I mean, I'm just, just querying here, but if he wrote it, I would have thought he would have ended it a little bit better <laughs> because he ends it in a very weirdly self-deprecating way if he's writing it himself. And, then, and if that's true and he saw the error of his ways and that's why he wrote that and I, was, I was, had a terrible attitude about the whole thing and I, I let myself get really bent out of shape and wasn't that terrible then don't you write, but then he had a change of heart and he realized that that wasn't good because it doesn't end. The story doesn't end. Would have been good. Yeah. I, uh, Jesus uses him as an example, uh -huh. death and resurrection. So I'm thinking something good happened. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of Hezekiah, who was a yeah. really good king mm -hmm. for the most of his life. But then he really failed by showing his treasures to the Babylonians and was rebuked by the prophet Isaiah for that. And he said, well, that's okay. At least it's, I'll be okay in my day. Because the, the uh, judgment was that his descendants would be judged. And he said, well, at least I'm off the hook. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's not going to be me? Oh, okay. No problem. Bad. bad what a horrible bad. king. <laughs> and, and sadly, his son is Manasseh, one of the worst kings. What was he doing as a king? He wasn't fathering. He wasn't caring for his son. He wasn't yeah. preparing him. And well, then Manasseh passed on his 
bad character to his son Ammon. So Hezekiah did not prepare for his passing. Selfish parents, selfish parents raise selfish kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Demas, two verses later after what we hear here. Back, back to Timothy now. Yeah, Demas has forsaken me. Having loved this present world. Oh, Demas, you'll regret that. Oh, Demas. Now, I don't disagree with you, but let me put a little plug in for Demas. Okay. He wasn't willing to go to prison with Paul. You know, I get why Paul's upset. Demas made the wrong choice, I think. Paul certainly thinks that. Paul's very emotionally hurt by it because this is probably the last friend he's going to have before he croaks. And by croak, I mean probably pulled apart uh, by chariots, possibly eaten by lions. Um, we're not exactly sure how he died, but he died in the arena in a terrible, horrible way. And then he was eaten by animals afterwards, most likely. So, and he knew that was coming. He knew it. And so obviously emotionally, it's a huge blow if somebody abandons you and at, at your time of greatest emotional need. But if the option was, you know, you're going to get arrested tomorrow, Paul, like a lot of people would also opt to not go to a Roman prison mm -hmm. because Roman prisons were whatever you can imagine is the worst possible place. It's worse than that. Yeah. People he are paid, paid torturers, and that's what they do to you all day. And I, I agree that traveling with Paul would not be a fun experience uh, in large part because he was beaten so many times, and whoever is going with him is going to get beaten. Yeah, they're not going to have ice cream while Paul's getting beaten. <laughs> no, what Paul says is, is that uh, he loved this present world. There was something that seemed to yeah. attract Demas to lead him away i agree but i i always have kind of taken it maybe i'm wrong as he loved this present world like he loved life living in this world he liked not dying okay too much yeah um whereas paul's always talking about it's not about this world it's about the next world you live this life as an investment into the next yeah we of course agree with and at some point i think demas chickened out yeah i think he chickened out and he he split uh did he split like Peter split, denying Christ? I hope not. I really hope not. Yeah. Um, but if you're like, okay, by the end of next week, I'm going to get thrown in a Roman prison and eaten by lions at some point after a lot of torture, if I don't die of dysentery, it, that's a tough one, right? I am going to mention two others, and then, and then maybe we'll, uh, we'll call it for this one, and then we'll talk next time about those who finished well, the one talent man in the story of Jesus did not finish well. Yeah. He buried it. And uh, Jesus used two words in one sentence that I would not use in the same sentence, wicked and slothful. His slothfulness was wickedness. Interesting. And he was passive rather than active. The five talent, two talent, and welcome, welcome by their master. Uh, it, they had it wonderful, and the one talent man. And I'm going to mention someone in recent history that at least at this point, I don't think they, they're finishing well, and that's Bill Hybels. And I don't say that to shame him. I'm very sad. 
I read one of his books on leadership. He was a strong leader. I've read several, yeah. He's a gifted leader. I hope he finishes strong. Mm -hmm. I hope there's a turn. I hope because we connected him for decades with Willow Creek. Now they've separated purposefully. Willow Creek separated because they didn't want his name connected with that. That's sad to me because he was a hero and he did very well for most of his life. And so I hope and I pray that uh, he can finish strong because it would, it would fit the way he lived most of his life. So and there let's are, come back at this. There are examples of uh, people doing just that. Yes. Of, of coming back. And, and we hope you guys come back because we're going to talk about this more and talk about those who finished well and we hope you finish well. I don't care whether you're 20 or 80. I'm 75. I want to finish well. I only have about 25 good years left. So I want to do it right. Sounds good. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.